Do you have big goals for your youth ministry, but you're feeling overwhelmed and don't know where to start? Well, stick around because today we're going to talk about strategies to help you reach them this year. Welcome to the Ministry Coach Podcast, where we bring you weekly tips and tactics to help you fast track the growth and health of your youth ministry. If this is the first time we've met, you don't notice that my voice sounds super nasally and really bad because I'm still sick. But that's besides the point. My name is Jeff Lascola, and this is Kristen Lascola. I'm sure you guys have been battling many illnesses over the holidays because we all have. I'm still battling mine, but that's neither here nor there. Today, we're going to talk all about aiming for that one or maybe two things in your youth ministry that you really want to tackle this year. And we're going to kind of break down how, how what's the best way to kind of do that. Yeah, I think the bottom line is if you could answer this question this time next year, what would you, how would you answer it? I would say it was a good year if... I did, I did blank or yeah, this so, happened. <clears throat> exactly. So what are those... You know, January is such a great time to be talking about goals. And in our last episode of December, we talked about how to plan ahead for the year and start the year ahead of the game. And if you go back and listen to that episode, that's really the foundation for what we're going to talk about today, because so youth pastors have a big like breadth of what they're in charge of. You know, you've got your sermons programs, events, volunteers, your budget, your missions, your outreach, your camps, your retreats, your leadership program. There are so many things and it's really hard to do them all well. And so what I want to talk about today and challenge youth pastors to do is to pick a singular laser focus for 2023 and bite it off in chunks as the year progresses. Because It's one of those things we've talked about this idea before of taking care of the urgent, Mm. not the important. So think of it this way. If you are already ahead in January, meaning you have most of your year planned out, you've taken away a lot of the creative energy and you've reserved it to use on a special project. Here's what I mean by that. So over the Christmas break, I planned out every single game for my midweek, every single game for my weekend service for the whole entire year. I basically did six months and repeated it. Then I did my sermon series. I'm done up until about April. So I will finish it. Um, And then I put all my major events on the calendar. So where I used to be, what are we going to do this week? What are we going to talk about this week? What game are we going to play? Now, are all those things completed? No, but the only thing left to do is the execution. Mm. So I know what I'm talking about. Obviously, I have to execute it and prepare as it comes closer. But what I'm talking about is like creative reserve. So if all my creative energy is going toward the urgent, what do I have to talk about on Tuesday night? What do I have to play on Tuesday night? What event do I have to do in January, February, March or whatever? Then I don't have any creative reserve left for something that's important like 
why is my youth room still in shambles and not an inviting environment? Because those are the kinds of things that are going to keep us stuck, you know, because we're so busy getting our program underway that we can't do these bigger projects. So for example, say your youth room is terrible (laughs) and it just needs a lot of TLC and it just feels overwhelming for you. Well, 2023 could be this is the year all my margin is going to go toward this one mm. project. And and the hope is you're going to stay in youth ministry a long time, so it's going to be worth it yeah. to take a year to say we're just we just have got to get this done. So, you work ahead, I have all my major stuff planned, and it's still going to be work. You can't coast and be like, I guess I won't send any emails cuz I'm working <laughs> on my youth room. But what I'm saying is you work ahead as much as you can so that you have this time to spend. And then you break that up into steps and timelines. For example, step one, I'm going to visit other youth rooms or Google youth rooms and get ideas. And what do I like? Then maybe I'm going to meet with some staff or key volunteers or key students and get their ideas and input. Then I'm going to put together a donation list and see how much stuff I can get for free. And people, maybe someone has an old ping pong table laying around. Then I'm going to pick a color scheme and I'm going to paint the walls. I don't know, whatever this, however much work you have to do, I don't know what level you're starting at, but you bite it off in these little chunks over time. But you say, this will be a good year if by the end, our youth group is like so good. And then you're going to be able to enjoy that for years. And then all you do every year, like I said, is you just add one little extra fun thing Mm -hmm. and it will keep getting better, but you have the bulk of it done. It could be a lot of things. It could be, Hey, my volunteer team is in shambles also. Like there's some hard conversations that need to be had. There's some training and safety things that need to be implemented. There's some health concerns I have, and uh, maybe some people need to be let go or some people need to be promoted and challenged in certain ways, but you can laser focus on that. So the key here is you implement and you know, if you, if you've been listening to our podcast for a while, you know, we're big into systems. Mm. And so you create a system that then becomes a standard operating procedure. And then it's not, you're not maintaining it on the same level of engagement that you had to before, because why it becomes a part of the culture. Like, oh yeah, we just train volunteers every six months or, oh, we do a leader hangout every three months. And once you get it built into a system Then you check that off. 2023, we got our leadership back on track. Okay, now what are we going to move on to? So if it doesn't take you a full year, I think a youth room, depending on where you're starting, it could take a year and how much money you have to work with. But you could even break this down into quarters. So say, you know, there's three quarters Nope. Four quarters in a year. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking three months. Three, four months. Three, four month quarters. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Thirds. Thirds, fourths, quarters. One dollar. Math. I'm going to (laughs) learn math. (laughs) However long it takes me, I'm going to learn this. But you could say, okay, well, I don't think these goals are going to take a full year. So then you could say, all right, I'm going to check in with myself every three months and say how four months for crying out loud. 
If you want to do thirds, if you want to do quarters. <sighs> All right. Every four months, I'm going to check in with myself and say, how am I doing in this particular area? Yeah. And can I check that off my list? And if so, I can move on to another four-month goal and then another four-month goal. So it depends what you're... But I feel like this is like if you don't start these things and you keep putting them off, they're never going to happen. Mm. And, and they will build upon themselves. And all of a sudden, that one thing you need to tackle becomes two, three, four, five. And now it's like a whole bunch of stuff that right. then becomes this just exhaustive, daunting task to be able to, to hammer all these things out. You'll need five, 10 years to do it all. Well, no, I think that's why people just like kind of settle for the mediocrity in their ministry of like, I don't know. I don't have enough time. Let's just play dodgeball. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't have enough time. I'm just going to show a video. Oh, well, what if this was a year you planned your sermon series and perfected it. What if this is the year that you became a really good teacher and spent way more time prepping your sermons? What if this is the year that you got a game compilation and you have six months worth of really good games and you don't have to scramble every week? What if this is the year you invested in new game supplies so that you have cool stuff to use mm -hmm. and students have a good time? What if this is the year you planned six events that are really cool for your students. You're going to have to start somewhere. Yeah. And I think that's the hard thing with youth pastors is they want to come in and they want everything to be great. And they compare themselves to the, like the state of my youth ministry right now, it took years to build <laughs> that. When I showed up week one, I had 11 students in a in no a, official building. <laughs> no, we were in a, uh, what is it called? Community a community center. center. It was an hour and a half program with no worship, mm. no leadership team. It wasn't even a youth room. It was some random rec room. It wasn't even a rec room. It was like a nutrition room or something. <laughs> some classroom. You had to bring everything in, take everything with you. Right. I had like, my budget was a shoestring. I couldn't afford anything. And so I slowly started implementing like, okay, this is the year we're going to get worship going. And I had to find a worship leader and build that up. Okay, this is the year I'm going to get a student leadership team going. Oh, this is the year I'm going to invest in some like cooler game supplies. This is the year I'm going to try to make our space look better than it does. This is the year I'm going to see if I can get pizza donated since I can't afford to buy it for the kids. You know, and it's like slowly over time it builds. And so I think you have to take the long view of, if your youth ministry is not where you want it to be, instead of just looking like, oh my gosh, like the sermon and the events and this and that, it's just like, okay, what can you start mm -hmm. this year and check in with yourself at four months and see if you've made enough progress? So would you suggest to like kind of uh, putting them like a list, like let's say here's 10 things that I really want to do. Would you suggest going through those and being like, this is probably going to make the biggest splash and start yeah, there. I think so. Or, or, or is it like low hanging fruit? This is the easiest. So I was going to say, quick I mean, you can look at things from different perspectives, you know, of like what makes the most sense for where we're at 
right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that is going to take some pastor discernment to say, all right, what can make the biggest impact in my ministry? What's the biggest need? What's the biggest area of tension? What's the biggest thing I'm hearing from people? Mm -hmm. Like if you keep hearing over and over again, like, wait, we didn't know what time it started and where are you guys meeting? Okay. Maybe your communication needs a makeover in 2023 and you need to come up with a system of organized communication. Like, what are you hearing people say? Or like, oh, our youth room doesn't even have this or that. If people are complaining, like part of you is like, we can take that spiritual approach of like, yeah, but the word of God's being taught. And we know that, but we also are ministering to a culture who... They don't, they don't get that right yeah. away. So, you know, we do have to meet them where they're at. And maybe it's like, we're expecting people to come in and be excited to worship in a dump. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't think so, you know? Um, and that's just the harsh reality. So. That's not like, <laughs> that's not like a knock against them or us. It's just, yeah. that's where we're at. So I think what some of this is bringing up is we might need to be very honest with ourselves of what is the condition of my sermons? Are they like a solid C every week? Not good enough, Mm -hmm. you know? And what is our room like? Is it an embarrassment, you know, for a parent to drop our kids off in this room? Like, Oh, nice classroom. Or are our leaders immature and costing us some reputation points. You know, I think there's like these moments of honesty of maybe like getting with God or somebody who knows the ministry or whatever, of just like, Hey, what areas are glaringly weak to you? Uh, Like you yourself or asking someone that as an outsider, what areas and being humble enough to receive that. I think as youth pastors, we can get a little protective Mm -hmm. of our ministry, you know? And because you might've, it's like, I've, it might be in shambles, but doggone it, I built these shambles. You know, like <laughs> they're my shambles. You should have seen things four years ago or whatever. Yeah, there's, there's a little pride. And in that, that. I was gonna say that's gonna be really hard. You're gonna need to like swallow that pride yeah. for a little bit and be able to listen to some real feedback from your leaders of like, hey, like what what does this ministry look like from your perspective? And it's only gonna help you, you know, and the ministry and the church in the future. Because once these things are in place, like I have such a good volunteer culture now, I do have to maintain it, but it, it's not so much effort that it takes all my time because it becomes standard operating procedure, you know, to where you don't really think of it anymore. And like, someone will say like, Oh man, you have such a great volunteer culture. How do you do that? And I have to actually stop and think, yeah, what do I do? Because it's second nature now, Mm. you know, and it wasn't always, I used to have to be very, okay, and then I'm going to do this and train them. And then I'm going to appreciate that, you know, but it's now like, it's just second nature. And that's the hope that these things eventually are just the part of our ministry DNA. But 2023, what is that glaring thing that you're like, Ooh, this is the year I need to take care of this. Yeah. Yeah. So for those of you watching on YouTube, go ahead and put in the comments section below, what is that one thing that you think you're going to tackle this year or several things if you think you can get to more than one, if you're going off of the third or the fourth schedule of accomplishment. Um, Let's do a quick question of the day, and then we're going to do a community comment of the day. This is the question of the day, which is what movie 
would you love to change the ending to? Spoiler alerts, I guess. <laughs> well, by now, everyone has seen Titanic. I haven't. So I have no idea what happened. Yes. Stop. Stop. <laughs> I would change the ending in a lot of ways. I don't think... I don't really want Leonardo... Patch the boat. <laughs> sail to your destination. Yeah, I don't want all those people to die. I mean, I guess you can't really change history because it's based off history. But also, I don't know. Like, why did Jack have to die? Like, that was very sad. Yeah. Um, I think Rose was just selfish with her little door that she was hanging on to or whatever it was. <laughs> I, th- I don't know if it was a door or a bed frame or something, but... It was wood and it floated and she kicked him right off. No, I don't think they both would have fit. <laughs> you make it fit, if it's true Get love. on my back! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see? Um, I, would, this is, I, I saw this movie recently. I know it's not super new, but Bird Box, I'm, I'm not going to give... Uh, any you know, yeah, spoilers or anything it, like that so but um I, the ending left a little bit to be desired because i felt like there was a lot of questions left unanswered and i think there might be a second i don't know if they'll ever actually release it and if they do hopefully that will answer more questions but when when a movie kind of you're going along this story with people and and then at the end you're like wait but we didn't really answer some of the main <laughs> questions it just leaves a lot I think to be ending desired things is really hard well was definitely hard for them apparently but overall i thought it was a great movie but it just yeah that was that's one movie all right put in the comments section below what you think what is a movie that you would love to change the ending to and this is a community comment of the day this comes from casey corliss who says this is such great advice i just started teaching in a youth group and i could use all the information i could get on how to get the kids involved don't we all need that we're glad that we're able to help you with that appreciate all the comments that you guys give if you'd like to have one read on the air on the air though what is this 1920s (laughs) (laughs) we're live jeff (laughs) this episode is sponsored by tide laundry detergent no so if you guys want laundry detergent i don't know i guess that's still around ding 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 Uh, if you guys would like to have yours read, go ahead and leave it in the comment section below and hopefully we can get to it. And we'll read it on the air. And we'll Why? read it on the air. <laughs> Listen, you. All right. Thank you guys so much for, for watching and listening. And we will see you next, next time. time.